0: You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a podcast that's all about supporting parents as they bring up children. We've got experts and advice to help you through the more challenging bits of parenting. I'm Siobhan Hunt. Moving through the foster care system can be a difficult experience for kids. But what added complexities exist for children from culturally diverse backgrounds? Settlement Services International is a non-profit organisation that provides a culturally appropriate model of foster care for children and young people from different backgrounds. The organisation has launched a new family resource called My Life and Me to help children maintain their cultural identity. Kathy Karatassas is the Director of the Multicultural Child and Family Program at Settlement Services International. Other known as SSI. Hi, Kathy. How are Hi, you? Hi, how are you? Nice to be here. So how many children of diverse backgrounds do we have in the foster care system, and where do they come from? Well, really good question. The
1: reality is that we, as a government or as a state, and generally don't keep very good data on children's cultural background. That said, we're focusing more on sort of identifying children from an Aboriginal background and children from a cold background. Our data is is sketchy. That said, we know from international data and other information that there is a large and growing number of children from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds coming into care. And and based on the census and what we know, we would say that at least 30% of the children that are in foster care have a form of culturally and linguistically diverse background, different ethnicity, different faith or different language um, in that sense. The backgrounds that they come from is, again, quite diverse because children come from either one ethnic background and as we know in Australia, many children are coming from diverse, mixed Heritage. So there's another layer of complexity in terms of understanding or identifying groups of children.
0: So they might have a, a parent from one country and a parent from another country or. Absolutely. They could have
1: an Arabic speaking parent and a Korean um, side of the family or they may have a. Um, I'll use the Arabic example again, an Arabic Muslim carer on one side of the family and an Arabic Catholic parent from another side of the family. So the complexities of issues for children from culturally and linguistically
0: diverse backgrounds is is heightened because of how we look at what culture is. And how interesting that it's not something we keep records of, because I would have thought that that's an anchor for children.
1: That's a really good point, and you're right. I think people are conscious of wanting to keep that data, but if we realise that when children are coming into foster care, they're experiencing significant trauma, their life is at a crisis, um, they've had to be removed from their families, the agencies that are working with families are focusing on trying to create a safety net and trying to find a place of safety, their care might be before the children's court, there's a whole lot of things that are happening and then trying to get that information around your the cultural background is a conversation that people have but they don't... That they don't. May, they may not focus on it, and then things get lost as children stay in, in the system. There's an increasing awareness that we need to do more and be more focused on getting that information right and keeping those records. So the New South Wales government, for example, is more mindful and looking at ways to do that better. But I think we've got a, a, some way to go in terms of being really aware of the importance of getting that information right and and addressing it.
0: And, I mean, I, I haven't had much to do with the foster care system, but what I understand from different stories is that often children can be in and out of foster care and have different foster carers. So is this support um, kind of resting with the child? Like, is it something with your resource that you've you've created? Is it something that you can give to a child to take with them?
1: What we know for children that come into foster care Um, the agencies that are involved, the workers that are involved with them are having an impact. Inevitably, their life journey is, is changed. Their trajectory in terms of what's happening, their history is changing and the workers involved and the foster carers are going to have an influence in that child's history and their future. Keeping information together for that child is really critical. You and I might have that information in our homes in our kids' bedrooms, you know, we there's one point of where we're keeping that information. But as you said, if children are moving from one placement to another, even if it's one or two, they can lose that information. And if we haven't got it right at the beginning, we need to be able to come back to it. So the resource there is the resource is primarily for the children it's a way of keeping their story together trying to get information that it's going to be helpful for them knowing what we what information we have what information we we don't have but it's also for foster carers and for caseworkers or social workers and to to be mindful of having that conversation with children knowing what parts of the child's history we're clear on how to keep building on on that particularly around their culture and their family background and also in we also know that children in foster care still keep in touch with their family whether it's around The goal of them going back to their family, helping families make changes so that children can go back, or that children will stay in foster care on a longer-term basis, and yet they still have contact with their family, their birth family. And there's a role for birth family members to contribute to that story around their history and um, their their childhood experiences, so, so that children have that information. So the book in those resources are primarily for children, but it's very much around how other people involved in a child's care can be really mindful of collecting that information and making it available for children, whether they want it, you know, when they're in primary school or whether they want it when
0: they're in high school or whether they want it as young adults. Um, Are you able to give any practical examples of how uh, different cultural elements might help a child? Like, is it... I'm thinking, is it in in celebrations or is it in uh, religious observance? What are the things that particularly about culture that help a child in that situation? It's about
1: all of those things and more. So it could be about knowing that there are certain events that are celebrated throughout the calendar year. It could be about the milestone that with some cultures are celebrated when a child turns one or when they lose their tooth. It could be about how certain cultures prefer or like to have um, girls' hair braided or moisturisers or oils that are introduced at certain times of their life. It could be about particular foods that are introduced in, to, to a family and all um, that are uh, traditional meals that um, family members have used or tr- traditions. And it's not a generic a one-size-fits-all or what the Greek or the Spanish or the Vietnamese. It's about a bit of that, but also about what does your family um, what were the traditions that your family kept um, that you might want to introduce to the child? And then they can choose whether they want to keep that keep that um, tradition going throughout their lives. And it is about things like knowing where their country of birth or their parents or their grandparents' country of birth is or the flag.
0: Um, you know, it's and is re- it all about anchors? Is it all about while their lives feel very un- unstable and um, possibly unsafe, even if the whole Mm. idea is to make them safer. Is that, is culture part of what we can do to make them feel secure? Culture is a
1: part of, we know that safety is, as you said, is really critical. We know that being at school and having your health needs met are are really critical and being connected to socially with, with peers is really critical. But we also know that understanding your culture, where you came from and having those anchors can help shape individuals' sense of belonging and identity. So you provide that experience or that information around children's culture, whether it's, again, it's about a faith or it's about a language and that, that allows them to communicate um, or about knowing around their family's tradi- ethnic traditions. And then they will choose to what extent that will influence and shape who they want to be or who they are in terms of that sense of belonging and identity. So it is Another anchor that, can, that is critical, not always obvious on a day-by-day basis, but we know over our lifetime, having that history and having the information and experiences um, that connect us to our history and our family and our community shapes many children's sense of identity as they turn into teenagers and, and, and adults.
0: We'll be back with Kathy Karatassas right after this. When you become a parent, you enter an exclusive club, one that only other parents can truly understand.
1: i spent a lot of time running and yelling names. Come back, get back here.
0: But I bought him one of those backpacks that had a lead, like, you yes. know, a monkey one. Because it doesn't look as bad. Yeah. Like a disguise. <laughs> the Parent Panel is a weekly podcast that invites adults to ponder the big questions of looking after small children with more than a bit of humour mixed in. Join us for The Parent Panel wherever you get your podcasts. The resource, my life and me, that's built for all players in this um, situation. So for the carers, for the um, the staff members that are yes. looking after them and the children,
1: and birth parents. So, the, the so parents. what is great about this resource? It uses information around that we know we want to talk to children about in terms of their life story work, which is co- good practice, and it introduces a whole range of elements around culture, um, prompts to think about um, and to talk to children about their mum's background and their grandmother's backgrounds and so forth. So it's, it, 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 it introduces that. It has guidance for caseworkers and foster carers, how to use it in terms of how to have conversations and collect information for children it has information for children that are primary school aged and high school aged about helping them understand what foster care is and why they might be in foster care and give them more information to help them understand why why they're there and it then has two other resources one is to help to collect information from birth family members because while there's been a crisis and there's been child protection concerns there's also things that parents may have gone through that they want to share um, with with their child or if the child's come into care at an older age it's opportunities for parents to give more information around what happened when I was born or what happened in my early years so it collects information from birth family members and that contributes to the book for the children and the other tool that comes with it is how to have hard conversations. The hard conversations around with children about understanding the reality of why they're in care. Children have experienced that that abuse, but it's around having the real and honest conversations to help them understand their current circumstances. And that's something that many of us don't want to do because we don't want to upset children. But by not having those conversations, it can eliminate part of the child's history and um, makes
0: it harder, it it makes in, it the harder
1: in the in the long run. So there's resources for caseworkers and foster carers. There's resources for children. There's resources for parents and how to have those hard conversations. And together they complement the, the book, which is, again, just for children.
0: Um, now, Karatasis mm-hmm. is a Greek it is. name. Um, how do you relate to this project with with your cultural background? Is it something that's been important for you? It's
1: really interesting because I, um, I, my parents were migrants. Um, they migrated in the ni- late 1950s. I'm one of four. We have a huge family here. Um, I've travelled to Greece and lived in Greece um, when I was a teenager and met an extended community. Everyone, everybody there, I remember, was my First cousin, second cousin. But what's really interesting for me, you know, that hits home is I've got, as I said, I've got four children. My youngest is 15 now, three boys and, and, and a girl. And at one stage, her two of her three brothers were dating non Greek girls. And she said to me, I am really angry. I'm really angry. I need a Greek sister in law. I am going to marry a Greek. And it took me by surprise, her comments because we're living in a multicultural community. And while we have many Greek friends and so forth, that sense of tradition that she just assumed was a given just hit home to me how important culture is and how we can underestimate it. Um, so, and I think, you know, the conversations we've had with children in foster care, they continuously tell us that they want to know where they came from, they come from. They like certain traditions, um, as do birth parents. You know, um, when they see their children sharing or participating in activities that they would have wanted them, particularly when they're in with foster carers who don't share the same culture and that they see that those carers are really trying to incorporate, you know, um, personal experiences for the children and including that in their foster family home. You can see the value of that.
0: Oh, it's so interesting. Kathy. thank you so much for coming in. Thank you. That's Kathy Karatasis. She's the Director of the Multicultural Child and Family Program at Settlement Services International. To find out more about My Life and Me, check out the links in the notes of this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced by Debbie Ning and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. We'd love to hear from you, so if you'd like to get in touch, email us at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.